Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You are here um, on a special uh, lawnmower outside edition of the three questions. Uh, they should be done soon. But luckily, I have an old friend, an understanding old friend on the show today, a very talented, hilarious friend, one of my favorite people, Mr. J.B. Smoove. Hello. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something, man. Don't, don't disrespect right, right. to anybody out there in the world. The lessons are starting. But you don't have to explain life to these motherfuckers out there in the world, man. You don't got to do that all the time. Yeah, you motherfuckers. All the time. People kind of feel like they got to explain shit all the time. Yeah. People go online and fucking Twitters and shit trying to explain shit all the fucking time. Yeah. Look, I want to set a motherfucking thing. I would have people thinking, oh, shit, he got the lawnmower in the background. See, it creates ambiance and depth, depth <laughs> to their life and shit. I'm going to fuck toilet flushes, dog barking, yeah. all that shit. Wife mad at me. All that shit. Sleep yeah. on the couch, motherfucker. All that all that gets in your life. That's life shit. People got the same shit going on as you. Some people, I know. right now, you worrying about that motherfucker outside, leaf blowing, right? Meanwhile, somebody's home listening to you saying, I wish that motherfucker stopped leaf blowing outside because I can't hear fucking Andy and JB. <laughs> See how it works? It's a cycle yeah. of life. Some people got to mow their own lawn, so I don't know what I'm bitching about. See? We're sitting here complaining about someone doing shit. Meanwhile, somebody out there doing their own shit. That's right. We're playing That's right. See? How are you? We're now, we're now part of the same podcast family. I actually did a, a promo for your, uh, your new... It's daily, right? Your podcast? It's going to be daily starting on the 26th. On the 26th. Ooh, it's going to be daily. Tell, tell me about it. Let's get the plug oh. out of the way right at the top. This is an amazing uh, concept. It's called May I Elaborate? So what I do here, Andy, you see, I got all these fucking uh, self-help fucking calendars and shit uh, with quotes and shit in them. Some, uh, you know, just all kind of shit, you know. Oh, you wow. Know, break freaking freaking job. This one's my favorite right here. Zen and shit. Zen. You oh, know. these are, oh, oh, for folks at home, these are all like page a day sort of helpful. Calendars, yeah. A year of gratitude, the one see? he's holding up now. So, yeah, oh, they're man. all calendars. They're all calendars, people. And what I do is this. Myself and my, and my co-host, Miles, we take these amazing affirmations, and then I over-explain them to people. Because a lot of times, Andy, I'm going to be honest, people don't understand that, that shit that people write. Yeah. It's confusing. You know, it kind of reminds me of, remember when the Riddler would catch Batman and Robin and shit and tie their ass up, put a timer and shit, and, and when that timer runs out, Batman and Robin are, are supposed to be like dropped in water or acid or some dumb shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Shark he'll tank. A, he'll throw a fucking riddle at your ass. Yeah. And, and sit there and they'll fucking try to figure the riddle out so they can get the fuck out of there. Right. And, and, and call Commissioner Gordon and still save the fucking day. So it's kind of like riddles to some people. They don't understand these positive affirmations. So basically, a positive affirmation turns into a fucking negative when you don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Right. So I take these positive affirmations, Andy, and I and I and I elaborate on them, explain them to people, and, and sometimes people just want to know clarity. Mm-hmm. Clarity on what these things really mean. So they can go on with their damn day. See, I'm helping them, I'm pushing them. You know what I'm doing? I'm getting their ass out of the bed. Shit shower shave. Ba- basically, I am shit shower shave. You understand? <laughs> that, that, that's me. Yeah. Shower shave. That's me. I am these uh, listeners who tune into May I Elaborate. I am their shit shower shave. That's what yeah. I am, Andy. I am. I'm that. In that order, too, Andy. In that fucking order. Don't change that order around. Yeah, you can't shower shit shave. It's a terrible, a beginner's mistake. Yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. you're shaving your pubic hair while you're shitting. See what I just did? 
See? See? I'm, That's I'm, I'm organized. Now I'm, now I'm fucking organizing people. Now I just became an organizer. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? You might as well shave your pubes if you're shitting already. That's what I'm saying. You got to be pretty skinny to shave your pubes on the toilet, though. I'm saying you got to have abs. See, yeah. now that's another step we just added to the situation now. Now right. you got to be in fucking shape. Now you got to be shit shower shape <laughs> and shape. Yeah. Well, you're like, you and Miles are like Batman and Robin, and the people are dangling above the vat of acid of their everyday existence. They don't understand the riddle. They don't understand the key to getting out of getting out from under of whatever they're under. And you as Batman and Miles as Robin, <laughs> you guys, uh, you know, decipher it for him. You solve it for him. See that? See what the fuck we just did? Yeah. See, that's what I want the listener to understand is that I'm trying to help them. Yeah. See, some people don't have some, when you get up in the morning, that's why it's daily. Because people need reinforcements every fucking day. They need that shit reiterated to their ass because they'll forget what the fuck they're supposed to do. Yeah. See, if someone doesn't step in to guide you to where your life needs to go, you know, I'm an expert at this shit now. You know what I mean? I'm a fucking expert. Yeah. And also, you don't need a podcast. You don't <laughs> need it. You're doing fuck this yeah. out of the goodness of your heart. You know what I've mastered? Here's what, what? I've mastered, Andy. I have mastered giving a fuck. See? See what I just did? See? You did. You did. Some people, I'm telling you, I have mastered giving a fuck about people. I've mastered that shit, Andy. I've mastered it. I've got it down to a science. Here's what I have a, a reservoir full of give a fuck, right? Yeah. At times of my life, it's just under my nose, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes it's above my eyes. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I carry my give a fuck right, right to my, under my nostril. So I have enough give a fuck to give away to other people. I, if I can maintain it right up under my nose, and then it drops down under my chin sometimes. Yeah. That's when I'm giving uh, abundance of give a fucks to people. Right, right. But I maintain my personal give a fucks just under my nostril. See, yeah. that way I'm, I'm, I'm not depleted with my give a fucks. Yeah. When I need my own, I got to hold on to my own give a fucks in order to give people some give a fucks. Right. Feel me? You got to keep your nose above it so you can breathe yourself. They should have, should have Andy, a way of replenishing your give a fucks. Like, yeah. if let's just say I gave all my give a fucks to the world, every yeah. last bit of it. And I'm going to tell you, Andy, on my podcast, may I elaborate, I'm giving a lot of fucks away. I'm giving mm -hmm. a lot of fucks away. So if I can find some way to uh, maybe open a line of give a fuck stations, <laughs> that way people can go in there and replenish and refill their give a fucks. Yeah. The world would be in a better place, Andy, if people yeah. just gave a fuck. You it's like a hydrogen cell replenishment. Like you're, there'll be special <laughs> stations, man. You special right. JB stations, and you plug that shit in. You know how people? Oh, we've seen this happen. People, people lose their charge goes down. Their charge goes down. Their fucking phone. And, and, and what do they do? They walk around the office trying to find them. Anybody got a a charger? Anybody got a? Now nah, people would do the same thing. They was walking around and say, anybody got to give a fuck charger? Anybody got to give a fuck charger? Anybody got to give a fuck? Anybody got to give a fuck charger? See. Yeah. See, that way everyone, give a fucks are accessible to everyone. All you need is a is a give a fuck station. Kind of like when you're driving around in a Tesla and they got these little charging stations. Yeah. You should be able to pull the fuck over and plug in and get some give a fuck. See? That would, that would, I, <laughs> shit, I'd be, I'd be stopping three times Woo! a day. Easily, Andy. Yeah. Easily. Easily. Have you, all, have you always <laughs> been like a good advice giver? I mean, have, and that's a two part. Have you always been a good advice giver? And secondly, how did you get to a point where you could give good advice? Were you ever, uh, uh, were you ever dumb? Were you ever like you didn't know shit? Or have you been born with kind of this? Here's what it is. This Buddha-like knowledge. Here's what it is, Andy. I'm going to answer both questions at the same fucking time. I'm terrible at taking advice. See? <laughs> and and I'm, I'm so bad at taking advice that I got to find some way to, to give advice. See? <laughs> and my shit don't balance out. Yeah. Why are you bad at it? Because I see shit a certain way, and the way I fucking see it is the way it got to go. See? I, I'm I'm anchored in to who I am for the rest of my life. You yeah. know? They already say you can't teach a, a, a old dog new tricks, you know? And yeah. And I truly believe that shit. Yeah. I'm an old dog, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I'm that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm that motherfucker. Like, yeah. so I'm, I'm the one you sit in the middle of the night saying, so will someone shut that fucking dog up? I'm like, <laughs> 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 
who fucking dog is this? People say it all the time, whose dog is yeah. this? Oh, that's just JB. He got some advice. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. And see, and see, but, but I'm better at giving. You know what I'm gonna do? You know who I am, Andy? I'm a I, I, I watch. I watch shit. You know? Yeah. And I'm the dude that stands on the sideline like, yeah. <laughs> you fucked up now. I'm that guy. Yeah. You fucked up. I'm the you fucked up now person. I'm the you fucked up now. Or I have a habit of seeing shit before shit happens. I'm not saying I'm psychic, mm-hmm. you know? But I'm that dude. I'm that guy that says, Mm-mm-mm. I knew you was going to fuck that up. I'm that guy. So instead of allowing people to fuck up, I intervene. I'm stopping you before you stop yourself. Because I want you to fucking win. But the only way I can help you win is to sacrifice myself. I'm sacrificing myself. Right. You'll see the movies. Time. You'll see the fucking movies where they tie a motherfucker up to yeah. one of those things. They tie his ass up and they cut his wrist and shit, let blood drip into a little bowl and shit. Oh, and then <laughs> and somehow they do a seance and shit. And that motherfucker <laughs> is depleting all his blood is deplenishing into a fucking bowl and shit. Yeah. And all the people are laying down on their fucking hands and knees and shit, but bowing to this motherfucker and downward dog, like, yeah. in, like in yoga. And Praying like, to some ancient oh, entity like, you mm, know, Bezor or something yeah, like that. Yeah, fuck yeah. That. Or 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 the sun god. Is the sun gonna come out today? That, yeah. that, oh yeah. That's what I want people to feel. I want them to do that dumb shit, but I want them to feel as though I am giving a piece of myself every time I get on this fucking mic and on that goddamn podcast. Yeah. I want them to feel as though they're interrupting my motherfucking day and I'm giving and I'm depleting my give a fuck. People listening to this right now, it is now, if they don't listen to your podcast, Mm-hmm. They are aggressively saying, fuck you, J.B. Smoove. How dare they? Well, you and give and give and give. And I'm trying to get, not get mad because I, I hate to get mad at people. Yeah. But that's just how the fuck I feel sometimes. Yeah. And I feel like I have a unique way. You know how they say people sugarcoat shit? Yeah. They, they sugarcoat it. You know what I do? I sugarcoat that motherfucker. Fill it with fucking frosting. Fill it with fucking creamy, creamy nougat and shit. I put nougat in that motherfucker. You know what nougat is, Andy? I sure I do. I mean, not really, but I, I mean, I'm familiar with it. I have no idea what it's made from. No, yeah. one, knows, no one knows what the fuck nougat is made from. Yeah. But that's what I do. I sugarcoat yeah. you. Fill it for the fucking nougat. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I like? I like that Krispy Kreme uh, frosting. Put some of that shit on that motherfucker. See? Oh, yeah. That's straight shortening. Shortening and sugar, just in the perfect ratio. Yeah. So I don't just sugarcoat. I, I, I sugarcoat it, I fucking dip it, I fucking fill it with fucking cream and shit and fucking mm-hmm. nougat. Oh, chewy and chewy nougat too. There's chewy nougat and then there's creamy nougat. See, there's two kinds of nougats. You got to know yeah. your nougats. See, I don't know if you know your nougats yet. Yeah. See, that's what I do. <laughs> know your nougats. That could be a whole a whole episode. Now, let me let me ask one. Uh, you know, I, I, I do plan on asking some personal stuff here. Sure, sure. And one of them is... You said like you don't like taking advice. You get you got your way and that's it. How does that work at home? See, here's how it works at home. You have to know your boundaries and you got to know your position. Mm-hmm. See, I am not. I don't know how about you in your house. I am not. I am not the boss of my fucking house. Right. See, and I, I have accepted that shit. I I don't want the responsibilities of being the boss. With being the boss takes a lot of questions, a lot of fucking answers when shit fuck up. See, yeah. That's what the boss does. When shit fuck up, that's who take the brunt of that shit. The yeah. boss. I don't want to be the boss. My wife the boss. She the boss. You know what yeah. I am, though? That's <laughs> what the fuck I am. I'm the manager. See? <laughs> I manage shit around the house. Yeah, yeah. See, managing shit is a lot easier. You still answer to the boss, but you get shit done and accomplished without the extra pressure of being the fucking boss. That's right. I just organize things around the house. See? Yeah. I, I'm, the, I'm the organizer. You're not making the choices. You're just executing them. I'm just executing the shit that needs yeah. to get done. See? And sometimes I get the shit done. Sometimes I don't finish. I'll finish tomorrow. See? Mm-hmm. There's no pressure on me. It's pressure on the boss. Yeah. Because the boss set the shit up and the boss wanted that shit done. But the boss has to work with the abilities and, and, and the execution of the fucking manager. See? Yeah. You know You know what, Andy? Guess who's the manager of the month every month of my house? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say you. Fuck right. I got a picture of myself, Andy, in my in my foyer. When you walk in, the, in in my house, it says manager of the month. And it's a picture of me with my thumb up. My thumbs up, like, <laughs> like smiling and shit. Like, wow. Hey. 
It's a picture of me, my fucking like thumbs yeah. up. I did it again. I did it a fucking again. Manager <laughs> of a fucking month. Every fucking month. Now you got you got how many kids do you have? So I got a daughter, man. She's 27 years old, man. 27. Now when Just she was like, did you keep on top of like school stuff or was that your wife's oh, thing? No, no, no. I kept on top of everything, man. I used to do my, my daughter's hair. We had, I had the stand-up schedule. Yeah, the yeah. Stand-up schedule means you can do you can you can do your stand-up at night, but in the morning, you get up in the morning, get the whole day to your fucking self. All yeah. I had to do was get a dress, make a lunch, and do her hair, and then and then, you know, put her in the car, take her ass to school. Yeah. Got a whole fucking day to do nothing. You know? Yeah, yeah. Right? You know, talk shit, go run some errands and shit, fuck around the house in the yard. Then about 3 30, 3 o'clock, go pick her up. Bring her back home, get my fucking snack, afternoon snack, or maybe stop and get a slice of pizza or some shit like that. Yeah. A, a little, a little, one of those ices and shit. Little, mm-hmm. I love them fucking ices, man. God damn it. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor, man? I love ices, man. God damn it. Uh, I think, I think, uh, I like the Coke, just like, you know, like the Coke flavored one. Regular ass Coke. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, man. See, I, I like that cherry and all those mixed flavors together. Ooh, man. Yeah. <sighs> you got to be strawberry. careful, though, because you, that's like sometimes get one of those things. It's like standing in front of a fire hose. You got to yeah, put that yeah. dome cup on the top first, yeah, man. and then Fuck you got to have you got to have a real sense because otherwise you could have a you know a slushy disaster. Fuck, fuck right. You got to make sure that top is on good. I'm telling you something. Those things, and then they get like you got the dome top. You're right, the yeah. dome top, and you're supposed to fill that bitch up to the top of the dome. Right, that little hole in the top. You put the fucking yep. fat ass straw in there. You know, I fucking love those goddamn ices, man. Those Slurpees and shit. Fucking yeah. love them. <laughs> I fucking Slurpee up, man. Yeah. So, um, so I would do that. You know, and then it's, it's an easy, it's an easy schedule, man. Help with the homework. Mm-hmm. You know. Next thing you know, it's time to go out to the club again. You know, I gotta say this, this life, this stand up stuff. You know, that's our, that's where I started at. So, you know, for me, you know, I even, I was working two jobs at the same time. I had a my regular day job. Which I was in the in graphic design mm-hmm. and printing. Uh, you know, I went to college for graphic design, and I also went to, to two year college for um, engineering drafting. Mm-hmm. But I was a double major in high school. Also, I was an art art major also and engineering drafting. And then I went to college and I studied uh, graphic design. Went back to my graphic design uh, at my second school. My first school, I went to two year college, have a uh, associates in engineering drafting. Mm-hmm. Then went on to um, study uh, graphic design back to my art in my second college. So nice, Norfolk State University. As a matter of fact, Andy, hey, uh, I'm getting an honorary degree um, next month. Oh, really? The, yeah, from, man, from you know, your I, old I did, school. I did three years. Yeah, went home for the summer and got the stand-up bug, and I didn't go back. Yeah, but I've been uh, involved in my school ever since. What school and was it? Norfolk State University. Okay. In Norfolk, Virginia. So, um, yeah. But you're not I, you're not from Virginia. How come how'd you I'm end from, up there? I'm originally from North Carolina. Right. You were born so, in North Carolina, but you grew up in Mount Vernon, right? In Mount Vernon, New York. Yeah, yeah. So so my hometown was an hour and a half from Norfolk. So uh-huh. what I would do is, you know, when times got really bad, I got really hungry, I would drive my car to North Carolina, get some real food and shit. <laughs> Pack some, go to my grandma's house. Do some laundry. Ooh, get some, get some real food. Get some yeah. laundry. You're right, man. Spend a weekend there. Come on back with some with shit wrapped in Tupperware and shit. I, I would bring, you know what I would bring, Andy? I would bring empty ass Tupperware containers and shit with me <laughs> in, my, in my fucking trunk right. and shit. Fill it and up, just, grandma. Fill it up, grandma. Shit. <laughs> Fill her up. Now, are there, do you, have a, do you have a lot of brothers and sisters? I have two brothers, man. Are they funny too? Both are hilariously funny. Yeah. One is doing stand up. His name is Think Floyd, like mm-hmm. Pink Floyd. Sure. Think Think Floyd. Uh, very hilarious. You know, uh, he's probably been doing it probably a little old, somewhere between five and ten years, I think. Okay. Maybe like eight years, maybe seven, eight years. He's yeah. hila- he's hilariously funny. Does he tour? Or is he kind of lo- is he more local? He is local, but anytime I'm in anywhere, you know, anywhere north of. I guess DC. Yeah. Like he'll come down. I have my opener, of course. My my guy Hugh, uh Hugh Moore is my opener. But my brother will come and I'll let him open the show, introduce both he'll do fifteen. That's introduce nice. us. Yeah. That way at least he stays busy, you know. Yeah, but yeah. He, he he works a lot in New York. 
in the metropolitan area. But um, anytime I'm close by, he'll come and I let him open the show up. And I do the casinos up in mm-hmm. uh, Connecticut and stuff like that, and Carolines and everything improv in, in DC and Maryland and all those clubs. I let them come out and uh, open up for me. Do you? Uh, how many nights a year are you in a club now nowadays? I have not performed. Well, live. I mean, not COVID. You know, COVID yeah, yeah. count. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Norm, you know what? Normally, you know, uh, well, I was doing a lot of clubs, and then I just I say, you know what? I'm going to do more theaters. Here's another thing. When you're doing those fucking weekends, people don't understand. You sometimes, you know, I've done weekends where I've done nine shows. Yeah. Literally. You know, I mean, three, like I do a a, a Thursday, a, a Friday, a Saturday, and a Sunday. And it gets freaking crazy. It really does. Um, but um I slow I slowly merged out of the clubs, unless it's something like Caroline's. Caroline's to me is like doing a theater. Because yeah, even yeah. though it's still Seven shows. It's just the energy of New York, man. And yeah. you know how it is, man. You guys, you yeah, guys that's a, were that's in New York. Yeah, that's probably one of the best places to, it's just one of the best places to see and do stand-up. It really, it really in is, In the country, man. yeah. In the country, man. And um, yeah. just before the pandemic, my last show was actually in Louisiana, um, in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I flew there. This is like the very tip of the start of, uh, of, of, the, of the pandemic, you yeah. know, where... They, they they couldn't figure it all out yet. A few people got sick. You know, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. like it's kind of like how we treated um, bird flu or yeah, or SARS. SARS was one of them. Or Ebola. Ebola. Yeah. We we didn't know enough about it to stop doing what right. the fuck we do. So I flew out there, and when I got there, I checked in the hotel. You know, my show was that night, and then all of a sudden, I watched the news, and so Louisiana's uh, governor is talking about shutting the state down. So any any mm-hmm. uh, any venues with more than 2,000 people, we got to shut this shit off. You can't do it. You got to do 200 people. Yeah. So I had to cancel my show because my show was already sold out, like tw- like 2,500 people at this cas- at the casino. Oh, wow. You know, and I was doing all wow. casinos and all theaters. Man, we were, yeah, we were yeah. killing them, man. Kill- I, had like, I had to cancel like 15, 20 shows last year. Yeah. And stand-up is so, such a unique thing for, for, for us, man, because it's, it really is as... I mean, you're on stage, of course, away from people, mm-hmm. but it's such an intimate thing. People want to know you are real and you're a real person. And after my shows, yeah. I would sell my merch. I would hug people and shit. People would tell me they needed that shit, you know, or whatever, you know. And 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 man, it was so fun, man. It really gave satisfaction and gave you a a sense of of helping people, which is kind of like what I do with my podcast. You know, this is like yes. we we gotta fill the blanks in, Andy. You are a pro. I bring that shit back. Bring it back to the plug. Yeah, I bring that motherfucker back. See that? Mm. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Can't you tell my love's a growing? That power that you have to, to make people laugh. Yeah. Like, when did you first start noticing that about yourself? Oh, man. You know what? I've always been, you know, here's where I went from. Being a fan of of comedy, being a fan of you know what I'm inspired by so many things though. Um, people think comedians are only inspired by funny things, but we mm-hmm. have to really know about every fucking nuance of everything in life 
in order to take that thing and reconstruct it and do it as jokes on stage. Yeah, if you want your shit to be real. Ooh, you got to know how to touch people. So I, I've always been, I got to say, I've been extremely lucky to hang around funny people, funny people who would never get their ass on stage, who are never, yeah. who would never in a yeah, million yeah. years get on stage, but are the funniest fucking people, whether they're just funny or, no, I got one guy, he's not funny. But funny shit happens to him repeatedly. Like, I can't yeah. believe the shit that happens to him. Like, unbelievable shit. One time he called me. He's talking low into this fucking phone. He said, yo, yo. Hey, man. Um, hey, I'm, I'm downtown at, um, at, at Jimmy's uh, BBQ and, and down in the village. Hey, man, uh, my fucking credit card don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what the fuck? You, what what happened, man? I don't know what the fuck is going on, man. <laughs> I think I know what happened. I think I know what the fuck happened. <laughs> yeah. I, think I, know the fuck, I think I know exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. hundred percent, I know what the fuck happened. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm in the bathroom right now, man. But um, <laughs> shit, man. Was he on a date? Yo, I just trying to pass time by, so my wife keep ordering drinks because, <laughs> fuck, man, I don't know what to do right now, man. Um, shit, man. Um, where you at? <laughs> where you at? Where the fuck? I'm in California. Where the fuck you at? <laughs> Damn, man. Um, you know what? I'll call you back, man. Let me trying to figure this shit out. Let me, let me try to figure this shit out. Yeah, you better figure that shit the fuck out. <laughs> Get the fuck out of that bathroom and, and face your troubles, motherfucker. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Yeah, text your wife oh. and tell her to go get the car and have it running out the front door. This dude just does funny shit, man. I mean, I mean stuff that don't make any fucking sense, man. And and I think I've just been lucky to hang around with funny people, man, who honestly will do anything for a laugh, man. And 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 that's the same thing in in high school. I laughed my way through high school and laughed my ass off through college, man. I just got mm -hmm. so lucky, man, that I I, I was around a right group of guys, man, who were fucking hilarious. And we laughed our asses off, man. In high school, man, I laughed so fucking much in high school, man, I almost got left back in eighth grade. That's how... <laughs> I was having too much fucking fun. I was having so much fun, yeah. man, I was ignoring my grades. I literally had fucking all Ds. And look, and I had one... It, it, it went so close that if I had gotten... Um, uh, a D minus. That's how the numbers added up. I would have had to. Yeah. And what happened was our high school, because they were building, a, they were trying to figure out a new place for the for the eighth graders. Um, they put some eighth graders in our high school because no, no man's mm -hmm. nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So they had a little right. wing in the in the high school, and and I was in that wing in eighth grade. And you can't put eighth graders in a fucking high school. We're not mature enough yet. We we are still fucking around. We, we we're still yeah, doing yeah. regular kid shit. And man, let me tell right. you something, man. I fucked me and my buddies. We fucked around so much. I mean, I ain't never laughed that hard in my life. We would, I mean, literally leave class, sneak out of classrooms, and we was doing some fast times at Richmond High shit. You know how motherfuckers used to sneak out of class and shit, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and do other shit and like be out doing other stuff. Man, they, they should have had a truant officer out there to catch us because we was we were fucking fucking around. I mean, like what the fuck was I thinking? No, I literally came yeah. down to like a D minus and a D plus. Whether I was on goal, and that was the last year they had eighth grade in the high school. And if you got, and if I didn't pass, we had to go back to the old, the old overcrowded fucking eighth grade uh, uh, school. Yeah, man. and do the whole fucking do the whole year shit again. again. Can, you, can you imagine? Fuck, That's man. to me sounds like to to have to do because oh. I I did not enjoy school pretty much. I, I mean, until midway through college, because I didn't. I went to. I started two years at just like regular yeah, yeah. old liberal arts college in Illinois, and then I went to film school. And it wasn't until I got to film school that I started to feel like, oh, okay. Now I'm around the people yeah. I should be around, and now I'm doing the shit that I should be doing. So to, the thought of having to redo eighth grade, oh, my God, it just makes me want to fall down and go to sleep for a year. 
it's one thing if you a dumbass and you don't fucking get yeah, it. And yeah, you're just yeah. not a good student. But to be fucking around and do it. <laughs> yeah. I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson, man. I came so close to going back to eighth grade, man. I came so close that the next from from that point on, from ninth all the way to twelfth, man, I was a three point three um uh average, uh three point three grade point average, man. Did your parents step in at all, or was it just kind of something you did internally? Man, look, yes and no. Yeah. I mean, no. Not the major details of that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's back in the day we used to hide your report card. Remember that shit? Oh, uh, yeah. Forge a signature and shit? Shit. Yeah. That's what you learn in forgery. <laughs> you sign, your, you sign yeah. that shit. <laughs> shit. You find an old bill. Or cancel checks. That's where, you, that's where you can see mom's signatures on cancel checks. Right. And don't forget now, report cards were thin as shit. Remember that? They were mm-hmm. really thin. It was, like, it, was, it was almost like parchment paper. Remember that shit? So you could put that shit right over top of an old check or some shit and just trace over your mom's, your dad's fucking signature. Yeah, and if your folks aren't detail-oriented, they won't go like, hey, wasn't I supposed to sign a report card? Yeah. Wait a minute. And they're so, and they're so yeah. busy taking care of the house and working and shit. Yeah, they don't yeah. pay attention to that shit. But yeah, man, I got lucky, man. And then in high school, the first thing I ever, no, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, in high school, I got the stand-up bug because in high school, I got into, uh, I got a, on a dare I got into the dating game on, on a dare. You mean on TV, the dating game? No, the, in the student center at college. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So in college, I, 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 I got into this dating game on a dare. Oh, I was one of the bachelors, one of the three bachelors, man. And let me tell you something. My answers, every fucking answer was ripping. <laughs> People were stomping their feet and shit, throwing shit on stage. I said, yo, I'm murdering this shit. I'm fucking killing them. Yeah. Yo. So anyway, I killed this shit so hard, man. Andy, I ripped it. Yo, yeah. this is how much of a bug I got. Yo, I was fucking like the man on campus for like three months. From that one thing, yeah. It's all people talked about was, yo. You fucking killed that bachelor, that fucking bachelor yeah. game. You know, yo, the dating game. And man, I became the man for three months. I'm telling you something, Andy. I was so much the man that I fucking won and never took the girl out. <laughs> Fuck, man. That's you no, already. Was, you did so well on the game that you already shot past her. I'm past her. Yo, and I didn't even care. I was like, oh shit. But see. Here's the thing. I fucking, you picked me. I shouldn't be right. chasing you. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't be, That's wait a right. no, pick me. You know, I didn't pick you. And I just kind of ignored it, man. And yo, I was the man on campus. I used to see her around campus and shit. She, I'd be walking with other girls holding their books, walking them to class, and she'll walk by me like, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> he's the fucking yeah, yeah. man. He's the man. <laughs> so how soon did that turn into stand-up? So then, after I did that, you know, it's crazy, the timing of it all. Then I, I left, I went home for the summer. And when I tell you, uh, you know, I went home and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to figure this shit out. And I just always wanted to do it so much. Then I heard about this comedy club. First, I went downtown a few times into, uh, you know, just to watch down in there. What, downtown New York City? Yeah, in, in yeah, New yeah. York. Went downtown to a bunch of clubs and stuff I used to watch. And then I went to... Um, I started going to this club called the Uptown Comedy mm-hmm. Club in Harlem. And man, Andy, when I tell you, this place was fucking crazy. When I tell you the line would come, it was, it was upstairs in this, uh, it was called the National Black Theater. And they had plays and stuff there all the time. And these, these uh, two brothers, uh, Kevin and Andre Brown. Uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown used to be on um, 30 Rock, actually. Oh. Kev.com. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shit, I know who that is. Yeah, Yeah, so him and his brother had a comedy club, and man, it was so, it was like, I mean, it was like a boot camp. It was like a workshop, and it was like Mm -hmm. a comedy club all in one. So we would have, it's like through the week, you would go to these like workshops and work on your material and and connect with other comedians. You know, they had a nice network of comedians who Mm -hmm. worked the club, and celebrities would pop up there. I mean, anybody you could think of would pop up and be in the front row. And I'm telling you, ain't a lot, though. It was like, 
it, it was like one of those places that had like one exit in that motherfucker. And you and you were going there and look for the like, if some bullshit happens, yeah. how the fuck am I going to get out of here? You look That's around right. like, what the fuck? How do you get, how do you get out this bitch? You know? I know, I know how I, yeah. I know how I got in. But how the fuck you get out of here? <laughs> Shit. But it was like, oh man, it was the most amazing thing in the world, man. You know, especially, you know, this is like, you know how comedy stand-up has had its phases. Yeah. You know, it's had these levels and phases to it where, you know, something becomes popular, something becomes the norm now, then something else becomes popular. You know, everything kind of had, and people had their windows. You know, everybody became popular, it had their own moment. You know, we had the Eddie years, we had, you know, you name it, everyone's had their years, the Carlin mm-hmm. years, the the the, the uh, Howie Mandel yeah. years. Everybody had their shit. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Everybody had their time when it's like, damn, you know? And stand-up and comedy has these has these levels to it. My first time going there, I went there just to watch. And I was like, God damn, this shit is live. Yeah. Packed. The line literally went down the block every Sunday. Every Sunday. They had it once a week. And how how old are you at this point? 21, maybe? 22? No, tw- yeah, somewhere around there. And you know what the first thing I did before I even hopped on a stage was, was I took an improv class. I took an improv class at the old improv comedy club. I believe it was on, I believe it was on 44th Street and 9th, I believe, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. The old improv comedy club. I took an improv class with Marty Friedman. You know Marty Friedman? I know the name. Yes, man. SCTV. Yeah, So yeah. Marty Friedman was my teacher. And man, because I wanted to find out who I, who I was going to be on stage and off stage. So I said, you know what? Let me figure this out. So I took that improv class, man. And I'm going to tell you something. It was the best thing I ever did in my life, man. Because yeah. what it did was, you know, and I always loved to be in a moment. I always loved to improvise. And I always was that dude who would change the course of a party, change the course of anything we're doing. I would just pull a monkey wrench out and fucking do some crazy shit. And everybody's like, holy shit, how the fuck you think of that? You know what I mean? And I would just yeah, yeah. do it. And yeah. that allowed me to figure out what that was I was doing. So, and, and hone it in and, I, and, and use it on stage and, and, and stand up. So my, my whole thing was half my actors was doing, was improvising. So I would have, Bullets, of course, for for written material, but everything had didn't have nothing had an ending. Yeah, I would yeah. always go by what I hear from the audience to to reconstruct the joke and build it on stage. I wrote premises, but I only uh, wrote it on stage. Yeah. So once I took that class, man, I put that in my little toolbox, and what happened was I started doing performing at the Uptown Comedy Club. Then I started doing colleges. And I'm doing NACA. I'm doing all this other shit. And everything is mm-hmm. starting to Stacking up, man. And, yeah. and, and then you, you be, it becomes this thing where you have just built a, a brand as far as what, you, um, what you're working on. And it's like that. Kind of like that. It's like practice all the time. Yeah. You know? And yeah, and it became this thing, man. And that became my kind of my path, man. And I just got lucky hanging around with funny people. I took that improv class. That was another thing that really propelled me and got me into wrapping my head around what stand-up is. And what it is for you. Yeah, what it is for me. When you start getting, like, you know, doing the college shows and, and it, yeah. you know, and you start to, you go from being the guy on the dating game mm-hmm. to, you know, I imagine in not too long a time, yeah. you're in front, you know, you're you're doing clubs. Was that a surprise to you or was there something in you that knew that this that this is going to happen? You know what? Never knew what in what capacity. You know, because yeah. you remember when you're when you're building when you're building something, you you have to go into the the stumbles, the ups and downs of it all. Especially when you're improvising. Hell yeah! There's a lot of shit that doesn't work when you're improvising. That's the nature of it. And when you're improvising and you're a physical comedian, yeah, you gotta realize when you're doing physicality, you gotta get the fuck up sometimes. Yep. And nothing worse than getting up off the ground to silence. Yeah. And people say, what the fuck is he doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> yeah, a yeah. pratfall, a pratfall that dies is bad. Oh, that's bad news yeah, right yeah. there, man. That's but a yeah. silence unlike any other on earth. Man, this this is a beast, man. And but I wouldn't change the process for anything because, you know, um, it wasn't of course the process isn't as fast as these guys have it now. Yeah. You know, we didn't have the ability to have shit. We didn't even have cell phones. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. We had to pull the fuck over and call a promoter and find out where the fuck we're going at. 
print shit out on MapQuest. And, and you didn't have the ability to do all this fast shit. Right. And you didn't have a, a Facebook page to say where you're going to be. You had to put, had to, you know, we stood at fucking in the wintertime outside L stations in Chicago handing out two for ones. Yes. Like, you know. Yes. Same thing at Uptown Comedy Club. We have little yeah. cards, little fucking index cards. They print it and we would just hand them out two for one, two for one, two for yeah. one. And people were all free. People, yeah. they, they just wanted to fill the room up. Right. They just wanted to fill the room up, man. Sell some sodas. Sell some buffalo wings or whatever, and mm-hmm. get people in there, man, to build to, to build something. Yeah, and man. Let me tell you, man, that that process humbles you, and it also you 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 have more of a purpose. And like I said, you you don't have any of the resources you have now. You know how many times I've done shows where I didn't get fucking paid, and the promoter yeah. snuck out the room or whatever. Yeah, you know, man. Yeah. You name it. One time. <laughs> One time I went all the way to freaking Houston and I got to Houston. The guy picks me up. This shit's fucking crazy. The dude picks me up, right, from the airport. And there's a, was a little kid in the back. I was like, hey, little man, what's up, little man? You know? He said, hey, man, I got to make a stop right quick. So we driving and then he pulls into this parking lot, right? This is a promoter. I don't yeah. know this dude. He yeah, pulls yeah. into a parking lot. He said, yeah, you're going to have a good show tonight, man. Da 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 da. So then at the other end of the parking lot, another car pulls up, right? So he turns around to his little son and says, hey, man, you ready? He said, all right, man, I'll see you next week. He gets, so one car is way down there and his car is way down here in the parking lot. So his son gets out of the car and starts walking through the parking lot. Then a door opens on that car and a little girl gets out and she walks this way. So they're like this and then they hug. And then he keeps going. He gets in that car, and his daughter gets back in the back seat of this car. So I'm like, "Oh, I see what's happening." Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, he has a he he can't be near her. They got to trade kids every fucking weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so oh I'm my like, god! I'm yeah. finding out way more shit than I need to find out. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like a hostage but, exchange. Yeah, but yeah. Like, he, he never <laughs> he never goes into detail about anything about like, any. It's really of it. none of my business, but. He's just right. like, yeah, man, we're going to have a great show tonight, man. We sold a lot of tickets, right? He, he's driving. He dropped me off at the hotel. Let me tell you something fucking crazy. He dropped me off at the hotel, and that was the last time I seen that motherfucker. Like, literally, <laughs> literally, I'm sitting in the hotel like, damn, I know the show's supposed to start at, at 9 o'clock, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a big place, too. Nice, you know? I said, where the fuck? I said, damn, what the fuck is happening? Then it was 10 o'clock. Then it was 11 o'clock. I said, wait a minute. Now wait a minute. I know I'm not. I know I'm not opening this show, but goddamn, it's eleven o'clock. What time yeah. is this shit gonna start? Yeah, I yeah. never seen the dude again, and I just said, "Fuck it, man." I went to sleep. I went to bed. I said, "Fuck it, man." Did anybody? Did anybody go up? Did anybody start a show? It just so I got. I got up at, at midnight. I said, no, "Maybe, maybe I'll take a cab over there and let's see what the fuck is going on." Yeah, so I went over there, man. It's all the parking lot is empty. You know, I think I, I think I looked at the door. I saw a dude mopping the floor. He said, "Yeah, man, yeah, man, that shit didn't do well, man." So, uh, yeah, man, hey, they canceled it. I said, "Wait a minute, I called this dude a hundred times from the hotel. Never answered the phone. Never heard from him again." But oh, we man. go through that kind of shit. Yeah, we go through that, man. I can name a thousand crazy stories like that, man. Like you never know what the fuck you're gonna run into. Yeah, yeah. You got comics who are not even sane. So you got you got so many things to deal with, promoters, other comedians, you know. Yeah. It's like craziness. And, and you it's it's always some adventure, man, with you know, you're basically working for yourself back yeah. in those days. It's like, man, we didn't have any managers back then. Mm-mm. You were just on the you were just hustling. And also, e- even if you had a manager, your manager would be home and you'd be there. You know, what's your manager gonna do? He can't do shit about it. Yeah. We did one show. I think it was me, Regiment Fatten, and a few other guys, man. And the same thing happened, man. We got to the show. But this time the show was nice, packed. People were there. And the dude just dipped out on the money. Fucking yeah. left us there, man. So we all just started taking shit. Like, I think Reggie took the, the fucking uh, spotlight. He threw that shit in his trunk. <laughs> Somebody took a microphone cord and started micro- his own rental house. Yo, it's not a rolling the microphone cord up. I'm taking this microphone cord, man. I need my own mic anyway. Yeah, they yeah. just start taking shit. Like, yeah, the dude had like little 
uh, decorations on each table, like little flower displays. <laughs> Yo, we just started taking anything that wasn't nailed the fuck down. Anything. Yeah. We said, man, we got to get somebody back. And Reggie took that. You know how big a spotlight is? He took a yeah. big ass spotlight and <laughs> put it in his trunk. I said, yo, we gotta get something out of this shit. Yeah. This dude just got, he just left with all the money. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Can't you tell my loves are growing? Between the Tonight Show and the TBS show, uh, we did uh, about two or three months of a tour. Yeah. And we, you know, Conan and I and, Pete, and wow. then the band and people from the show. And one thing I never realized is that, and it doesn't matter what band you are, you get paid at the end of the night. And your road manager goes in to the, to the guy that runs the venue because the road manager goes out in the crowd and counts how many people, like does an estimate. Like there's, yeah. there's, uh, okay, I saw 5,000 people. Yeah. And, they, and then he goes to the, to the guy that runs the place and the guy goes, nah, there's only 3,000 out there. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, so I, I'm not going to pay you what a, X amount of dollars. I'm going to pay you 70% of X. Yeah, exactly. And then they got, you know, and then they haggle over it. And sometimes it gets ugly. I mean, it, I wrote, yes. you know, yeah. there's sometimes there's a gun pulled and shit like that just Man, to get fucking paid. Many times a gun gets pulled out because these guys are terrible. Yeah. You know, they're terrible, man. I mean, you name it, I have seen it all, man. Yeah. You know, and we, <laughs> some of the, some comedians aren't sane. I did a show. <laughs> one, oh, far from it. Oh, I did a show one night. And and this <laughs> comedian, he's on stage, right? And this heckler's in the front row, a, a, a woman, an older woman's in the front row, fucking talking major shit. And they yeah. get they get into it on stage. And then the comedian <laughs> he takes this is terrible. He takes, she stood up and was yelling and, and doing shit to him on stage. He takes his foot and puts his foot on her chest and pushes her and she flips backwards. Out of her chair and fucking the crowd fucking went bananas like they were gonna kill this dude. He yeah. runs, he runs through the curtain, runs to the green room, right? People are throwing chairs on stage and fucking bottles. Yo, it sounded like fucking. Remember that scene in fucking um uh uh what's the movie with John Belushi and um the Blues Brothers? And Blues shit. Brothers, yeah, throwing yeah. Throwing bottles and shit. The, yeah, country western oh, bar. Yeah, fuck, they throwing bottles and fucking chairs and shit. But they were doing this shit to kind of kill this dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. Let me tell you something. They kicked everybody out of the club, but everybody waited outside to kick his ass, man. <laughs> yo, and I'm sitting here like, yo, and I I drove my car, and he rode with me. Yeah, so I didn't want to leave him. We sat in that fucking green room until fucking daybreak, man. That's oh, how Jesus long Christ. people were out there waiting, waiting to kill him. They yeah, were yeah. waiting to fucking destroy this dude. Yo, man. I said, what the fuck did you do that for, man? Man, she got me mad, man. I couldn't take it. I said, man, but look, they're going to kill us, man. Yeah. People yeah. Are outside waiting in the park at the five in the morning. Yeah. And we she couldn't just, leave. You know, I, got, I got mad is not an excuse. It's not it's a never an excuse for, for like so much. Oh, you know, well, I got mad. <laughs> oh, okay. Man, at that time, you didn't know what was next for you. So it was always an adventure, man, because... Even though this, these things happened, it built your character. It really allows you to um, respect what a path is and a career path is. And all those things, I wouldn't change those things because you, you have to understand what it is in order mm -hmm. to create your own story and your own journey and your own path. You know, and you when have you to, get somewhere, to appreciate it. you got to appreciate that shit yeah. to the utmost, to the yeah. fullest, man. And 
man, when I tell you all those things, man, holy shit, man, you name it. I have seen some crazy shit, man. Yeah. I did a show one night, Andy, and it was a riot in the audience while I'm performing. A fucking full riot. Two tables started fighting each other. Next thing you know, the whole room is fucking brawling. Like wow. any fucking Western you've ever seen in your life, the whole room is fighting each other. And I'm still on stage performing. I'm just yeah. doing play. I'm just doing play by play. I said, "Fuck it, man. I'm already here." I'm just, hey, what I didn't yeah, want to yeah. do was I didn't right. want that fucking promoter to say you only did 15 minutes. I did my fucking 45 yeah. minutes. You become the the fight doctor, Doctor no, Ferdy Pacheco. That's exactly yeah, yeah. what I did, man. That's exactly what the fuck I did, man. I'm yeah. laughing. I'm laughing on stage because I'm seeing some real battles, man. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, man. You know, you mix those along with the, you know. The ability to travel and, and and meet people in other countries and mm-hmm. god damn it man you know you start combining your shows with your vacations and oh yeah yeah you know and all you're doing is, is making people laugh man you know and and letting them enjoy themselves man that's that's the main thing a little bit ago you said you know that you didn't know where you're going mm-hmm. and you know now you you know everybody knows who you are i mean most everybody knows who you are you know, you, you've had all these different acting roles. You're on TV. D- do you still do you still feel like you don't know where you're going? Or do you have like a place that you think you're, you know, mm-hmm. is there some set place that you want to be? Nah, man. I fucking enjoy not knowing a motherfucking thing, Andy. Yeah. Here's what it is. I love not being finished. I love the opportunity to make, you know, make things uh, brand new in my head and, and these new experiences. You know what I told Howard Stern one day? I told Howard Stern, Andy, I said, see, Howard, I'm satisfied being a B-minus actor. Mm-hmm. Just just enough where I can still do shit. Yeah. I said, Howard, you can't eat spaghetti on a fucking patio of a restaurant. You can't fucking do it. Because the fucking people take photos of you slurping Fucking sloppy ass spaghetti and the sauce yeah, and yeah. shit is fucking flying everywhere. You can't eat spaghetti on the patio. Yeah, yeah. Because motherfuckers want to get a picture of you eating fucking spaghetti right. on a goddamn patio. I said, I want to be able to eat spaghetti. I want to be able to take my kids and my grandkids or whatever to fucking Disney World. I want to be able to do certain shit that, you know, and I, I want, I, 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 I still like to grow. I want to feel mm-hmm. how it feels to grow. I want to see what's next. I don't want to be anchored in and and this is the only thing I want to do and the only thing I can do. I have spread myself, Andy, I have spread myself all over the fucking place. I'm talking about hosting events, doing my charities, uh, doing commercials, doing movies, doing TV. Yeah. Uh, my love is coming on the show with you guys. That yeah, yeah. shit gives me a fucking high like no other. I fucking love it, man. Because yeah. I don't know what the fuck going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Just get to be funny with funny people. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Even though you do the pre-interview and shit, we know goddamn well we ain't gonna stick to that shit. Mm-mm. And that is just the fun of the unknown. Yeah. And, and 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 our climate continues to change and evolve in our timeline. All this shit keeps changing. We don't know what the fuck is next no more. Yeah. Next thing's gonna be we're gonna have fucking holograms. Being able to go on a road for our ass. <laughs> fucking, you fucking watch it. You watch it, Andy. You watch that motherfucking hologram. You watch that motherfucking hologram. Yeah. It's, yo, I'm telling you, you, before it's all said and done, Andy, we may just see our holograms traveling to do our shows for us. Yeah. And we just fucking sit there and fine tune the shit from our computer. We'll just be like, Heads in a jar at the beach. Yeah. And you'll be able to like do your show from your fucking office and just yeah. type in, yeah, Andy, um, let's see here, hologram Andy, do this joke. And you'll fucking, <laughs> you'll be on stage in fucking Vegas performing your hologram. You'll be fucking killing them. Killing these motherfuckers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and But that's the thing about, I, I'm, I'm not nailed down to shit, man. I promise you, man. Yeah. I, I, I am so content with, just enjoying each thing. I put 200% into everything one at a time. That way I can focus on it. I can have fun with it. Um, I get a chance to to change things and evolve. And you know what? I tell people all the time, I learn something every day. Whether good show, good movie, bad movie, you learn something every time you hit that stage or hit that set. And I like to learn as I go along because I feel like I can focus more on it. 
I don't, I don't like being content with shit because I feel like I'm locked in. If I'm yeah. content with it, there's no growth for it. You know, you know what I tell you too? When you go on auditions, what I, I heard this shit all the time. You go on that motherfucking audition so polished that a lot of times you won't get the shit because they think you think you know it all and you yeah. fucking are etched into that. And you can't do it no other way than the way you came in here over prepared yeah. for the shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you have no no room for the director to say, do this or try it this way. Cause you yeah. fucking you are locked in doing the shit the way you came in doing it. Yeah. So they get frustrated because they feel like, nah, it seems like he's he's nailed this shit down and there's no room for me to do what the fuck I gotta do as a director. Right, right. So Yeah, you gotta, yeah, you're you're there to you're there to be told what to do, basically, yeah, you know? you gotta, and you got to be a, you got to be ready to adjust. And I think sometimes on auditions, they they give you a note or they give you a change just to see if you can do it. Fuck yeah, you know. And you know and they like it's like you know, take it down a notch or go faster. And if you do it, they're like, oh okay, you know, because that that spells into like their day, you know, their long days. They're they're like somebody that can that can roll with the punches and follow a note. That person will get you home earlier. Yep. And and here's another thing that I, I find to be something that's cool is, you know, once you once you once you nail down what it is that you do well, you just wait for the people who want you to do that call you. Yeah. Then and then now you're you're at the disposal of your path and what you have put out there and what people can see. Mm-hmm. They know exactly what you're going to bring to the table. They know yeah. exactly how you get your laughs, and you just fucking take those opportunities. If I feel like if I feel like I'm not right for some shit, Andy, I will turn that motherfucker down so hard because mm-hmm. why should I stop someone else's blessing? If I I'm not going to go in and give you seventy percent, you know I'm going to get. I want to be able to come in that motherfucker and hit a home run so yeah, I can yeah. look good. Yeah. Why Why am I going to fucking take some shit that I know I'm not going to give you twenty percent on? Meanwhile, someone else is willing to give you 20% and I'm just fucking taking a job from someone else because that's to that's fucking be doing it. Yeah. You know, I, I'd rather have somebody, I'd rather have somebody else do it. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially if you know yourself. Yeah. It's like I've done, I've done, I've done jobs, you know, I've, I've hosted some game shows, some pilots, some, yeah, yeah. You know, a couple went on, but there was, uh, this was a big game show. I mean, it was like a big production. They built this like giant pyramid out of plexiglass. Oh, and, I love you know, that shit. And, uh, you know, like people would, you know, step up the the pyramid to get to the top and win <laughs> money and shit. And and like I can't, you know, they hired me. But then when it when I was doing the job, I realized like they wanted me to like get sob stories out of the people. You know how oh, all these reality right, shows, right. everybody's yeah. got to have a tragedy and everything. <laughs> and it's like, I, that's okay. I'll do a little bit of that. But like, that's all they wanted. Every <sighs> every time I was funny, they kind of were like, mm, oh, stick to the sentiment. Yeah. And I'm just like, why did you hire me? Why, you know, like, this well, isn't yeah. what I do. This is not what I do, man. Yeah. And, oh, and, and we want to be on, at some point, we want to be on autopilot. Yeah. Where you can just fucking come in there and you know it, they know exactly what they're getting from yeah. you. And you know, I'm thirty I'm thirty years in. I don't know how many years you're in. Uh yeah, 30, yeah, about that. I'm 31, 30, 30 maybe thirty one years about in. About the same, yeah. Cause I quit my day job the day my daughter was born. Oh, and so twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, she's twenty seven, yeah. And that's a fucking that's something to think about. That's a heavy thing to do. Quit your day job when your baby just comes out. Your baby's yeah. still got the cord. I see. You know? here, here, here's the thing. To, for me, and, and I try to apply this to every, to other people also. And you know, even on my show, I try to, I try to, in some way, in a funny way, I try to say that. Look, if you really want to do something, something got to get the fuck out of the way for something else to come in. Yeah. And the only way I could wrap my head around that shit was okay. This ain't the best job in the world. You know, these motherfuckers don't fuck my check up a few times. You know, that that's that's a given. That shit I got. But I want to do this. Regardless yeah. of the fuck is going on here, I want to do this. And the only way I'm going to be able to do this is I got to get rid of this. You know, so I, once I quit that shit, man, I knew that, you know, 
only way I was going to be able to do it is I had to quit the fucking job. Yeah. And the deck. And I needed more time to do it. But knock on wood, man, I have this unique timing thing. I don't know how it works. I don't know how the universe works. I don't know whatever people believe in. But I, I every time, I don't give a fuck. If, if my rent was due in two days, the fucking next day, I'm telling you, that fucking phone would ring. And I never doubted it would ring. I never, at some point, I just never doubted I would get money to pay the rent yeah. or to pay the bills. Because, you know, I knew that if I just had a phone call, I would figure the shit out. Mm-hmm. And I would go on that stage. I would give it my all. Here's another thing you got to realize. You get a job from a job. Yeah. It's, that's what the fuck it is. You find the best motherfucking jobs when you got a fucking job. Yeah. And same thing I tell you, what they fucking tell you, uh, you got to eat on Thanksgiving. You got to fucking eat, Andy, before you eat. Yeah. You got to prep your fucking stomach before you eat all that goddamn food. Mm-hmm. You can't just go on that motherfucking, <laughs> you can't starve yourself and go eat because yeah. your, your, your stomach has contracted too Right. You, you ain't got no, it hasn't stretched out. You got to eat yeah. something and then you go fucking eat. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with a lady. You got a fucking lady, guess what happens? When you got a lady, every lady wants your ass. Mm-hmm. Crazy shit in the world. Yeah. I don't know how why that shit happens, but that's how you got to do it. I think, I think you know, it's especially, I, I mean, in, in all the situations, whoever's thinking about you, they're thinking, well, if it's a woman, she thinks like, well, she's, she's obviously happy with him. Or if, you know, in work situations, oh, yeah. it's like, well, somebody else paid him to do this shit. Uh, you know, if somebody else trusts him, then I feel a little bit better writing a check to him than I would to somebody that ha- that's not yeah, working. Because that person, that person's a real risk. You Whereas need, this guy, yep. I can say to the people I got to answer to, well, so-and-so paid him. So-and-so gave him a job. So-and-so put him on their show. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. I'm t- that's how it works, man. And, and that's the only way I knew. I said, and I just... You just got to build it. You got to fucking build it. No matter how long it takes to build it, you got to fucking build it. You got to continue to tweak it and fix shit all the time. It's like a house. Yeah. Your career is like a fucking house. You, you, can, you can have a house. That motherfucker always needs some shit, man. Mm-hmm. But oh, your you relationships gotta, are the same, same thing. Way. Same it's all, way. It's all upkeep. It's yep, all maintenance. All upkeep. Whether it's a, yeah. a, a love relationship or a fucking work relationship, you got to constantly fucking build that bitch, man. And adjust yeah. it and tweak it and make sure you're comfortable doing the shit. And that's how, to me, and I'm telling you, that's how shit works. It, it's just, you know? And I, I I think, I think you just go on a path and you just fucking, and just fucking enjoy the nuances, enjoy the fun of the shit, and don't even think about anything else but doing it for the reason you started doing it for. Yeah. Shit, we make motherfuckers laugh. You know how many times you make people laugh for free? You don't charge motherfuckers. You know, one time I got on the plane, Andy, let me tell you something. I, sucking, I was sitting in first class next to this dude. This motherfucker proceeded to talk to me the whole fucking trip to New York. Yeah. Whole fucking trip. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm telling Andy, the Andy, the whole before the shit took off, the pre-cocktail shit, you know how to get a little pre-cocktail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pre-cocktail all the way to fucking... Uh, fancy your fucking seatbelts. We yeah. about to land, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and and I said to myself, I just gave this motherfucker a whole. I mean, I had this dude fucking crying. Yeah, we were just talking about regular shit and yeah, everything yeah. he had to say. Everything he had to say in his life that he did, I can fucking tell him a story based on some shit he told me that he did. And yeah. we, I mean, we laughed our ass off. I could have now, Andy. I'm gonna tell you fucking right now. I could have easily said. That'll be $3,000, motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, where can I what, send the invoice? Wait, 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 hey, I should have said, when do I send the invoice to you? <laughs> God damn it, man. And, 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 and I also feel as though I fixed a few things wrong with that motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I gave this motherfucker a full laugh session, therapy session. You see, feel me? And you would do this shit for free. Yeah. You do this shit for free every day. At some point in your day, you yeah. do this shit for free. What the fuck you do? What the fuck yeah. do you get paid for all the time? Oh shit! Now I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the invoice you're gonna send me. 
Because JB, we, our time is up, man. Right. You have Fuck this you, has man. been a this fucking shit, delight. We can do this shit all day. I we know. do this shit all fucking day, Andy. You know we can. Yeah. And, and, and we didn't even we didn't even scratch the surface. I know. Well, let's do it again sometime. Andy, we'll do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy. You know I love you, man. And we I always love have a good you time. Too. And we hey, Andy, we dropped some fucking jewels today. We sure did. And my give a fuck thing is up to yeah. my nostrils, Andy. I'm telling you. Whoever's making those fall to day calendars, they probably are going to steal some shit from this podcast. Andy, whoever develops these calendars, I'm telling you, they better tune in on the 20 fucking 6th for the launch of May I Elaborate. It's, Andy, it's, it's jewels being dropped. Yeah. But it's, it's still, know what it is? It's that conversation, Andy. Between me and that fucking dude in first class, and we're fucking talking all the way from fucking LA to New York nonstop. Oh, shit. JB Smooth, thank you so much. Andy, I love you, man. I love you too. And I love all of you out there for listening. Uh, not as much as I love JB. I, you know, I mean, come on, you're just you're just in your car at your office, yes. avoiding work or whatever. Uh, but we'll be back next week with more three questions. Bye bye. The three questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco and Your Wolf production. It is produced by Lane Gerbig, engineered by Marina Pice, and talent produced by Galitza Hayek. The associate producer is Jen Samples, supervising producer Aaron Blair, and executive producers Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Make sure to rate and review The Three Questions with Andy Richter on Apple Podcasts. Can't you tell my loves are growing? This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.